Hello again. Thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 77. I used to fold rich people's underwear for a living. Keep listening. Now, in this episode, it's all about small businesses. So, If you are someone and you have no intention of starting a small business or think you have no interest in this topic, just keep listening for just one more minute. Let me bring something to your attention. Now, there's a lot of misconceptions about small business owners. A lot of times people just think of a small business as a small shop, maybe in a strip mall near your home. But consider this. Did you know that perhaps your doctor could be a small business owner, or an attorney, or the person that does your hair. Oftentimes, they're small business owners. Or maybe the person that fixes your air conditioning unit, a plumber, or the person who tutors your kids. But did you also know that a lot of truck drivers are small business owners? And I found that out after helping a family member with the transportation business that they had a few years ago. So you have a lot of touch points in your life from small business owners. And the purpose of this podcast episode is just to give you a behind the scenes look at what it's really like to be a small business owner. Sometimes I just want people to understand before you go on and you write those reviews on the review sites or you decide to put someone on blast on social media, just have a little bit of consideration for where that small, what that means to that small business, what that means to the person who have done the sacrifice to bring that small business into your community. So I love small business owners so much. I mean, you are my people. In fact, if I'm at like a neighborhood barbecue And I overhear somebody in another conversation say, oh, we're starting a small business. I am taking my margarita and making a beeline to that person. Like that is my person I'm going to be chatting with for that evening. Honestly, I love to hear everything. I love to hear what type of business. I love to hear why they're starting the business. I want to know all the ins and outs. I love small business owners. I love, you're just my people. You are certainly my people. And I must have, over the years, created some kind of magnet for myself because now I attract them. So an example of this was the other day. We have a new little restaurant in our community that's just down the street from our house that's finally not fast food And they serve like salads and soups and really yummy, healthy options. And so I saw that it was finally open. So I um, asked my daughter and husband, I was like, hey, you guys want to go try the new salad restaurant down the street? And they're like, sure. So we jumped in the car. We went down there. We ordered our salads. We're sitting at the table. And my husband is sitting between me and the the next table. But I kind of noticed that the table there is probably somebody that works there. Because they have all the notebooks, they have their laptop out, and the employees keep coming over and talking to them. So pretty obvious that it was someone that worked there. So the very sweet lady sitting there makes kind of like a funny offhanded comment about something, and it grabbed my attention. And so I kind of laughed, and I asked her, are you the manager or are you the owner? And she said that she is the owner. And I was like, oh my gosh, 
thank you for bringing this business into our neighborhood. Thank you for, we finally have something that's not fast food. So like if I want a salad, I want to be healthy, but I don't have anything at home. I can run down there and pick up a salad. Super happy. Everything is great and wonderful. And so bless her heart. I think I just was that person, right place, right time. And she super grateful for that feedback, but she kind of opened up to me and she just really let me know what her life is like right now. Bless her. So she talked about her husband. He's always at home trying to take care of home and the paperwork and everything it takes running a business and then what it's actually like. And she's like, I am here from like 7 a.m. until like 11 o'clock at night. And I just let her vent. And I was just like, hey, I feel ya. I've been there. I haven't been exactly where you're at, but I definitely feel you. So I was super grateful. And I definitely, she talked a lot about something I want you guys to consider before you write those reviews. She talks about like how much those reviews, especially in that type of business, sometimes they're, sometimes these reviews get so nitpicky and really quite honestly are just unnecessary. Sometimes I feel like it's people of way too much time on their hand. But unfortunately, it's the reality of small business. And also be careful reading the reviews. I mean, I have friends that own businesses and they're phenomenal businesses, very successful, but maybe whatever they, you know, they don't have a five-star review on whatever review platform there is. So I'm not a big fan of those. But I wanted you just to consider this, and I want my fellow small business owners to know that I see you, because I know it's tough out there. A lot of times there's a timeline for creating a small business, and it goes something like this. You get this idea, and this idea almost possesses you. You just have this idea. You can't stop thinking about it. You wake up with it. You go to bed with it. You want to talk to everybody about it, and then you have to convince your friends and family I'm not crazy, but this is what I want to do. And a lot of times your friends and family are like, well, didn't you want to do this like three years ago, but now you're going to be this? Like you have to overcome a lot of these like, you know, comments and little challenges from friends and family in your life. But you spend endless hours doing your research. I see you. I see all of the money that you're having to invest I see that you are risking so much. You are risking time with family. You might be risking another job. I remember when I started One Organized Mama, I worked full-time outside of my home. And for 15 months, I think it was, I worked both jobs. And then I had was faced with a decision that because they were not going to allow me to work part-time, And I couldn't sustain doing both things. And I had to take the leap and finally just make a decision and decide I'm going to do this full time. And luck had nothing to do with it. Not one damn thing. So I see you. You're risking a lot. I see you because you are up before everyone else. A lot of times that means you're up in the pre-dawn hours. And I also see you because a lot of times you are in bed after everyone else is in bed. But you took that leap, you did all of your research, and you finally get your first customers or clients, yay. But then you feel like that's where the real work begins. You have to serve these customers and clients. 
And as you serve them, a lot of times you are struggling with what they call imposter syndrome. And that is a real thing, my friends. That is the thing that doesn't matter how prepared you are, how much you've gone through all of the hoops that you're supposed to go through, you're still questioning yourself. You're still doubting yourself. You still have that voice in your head that wants to tell you you're a fraud. And I promise you that is something that will eventually go away. But I see you because you're also wearing every single hat that a small business owner wears. I always joke like I'm the accountant. I am the I, when I was running One Organized Mom, I was a professional organizer. I was HR department. I was the driver. I was everything. Marketing, I was wearing every single hat to get it up and running. But eventually you began to grow and you expand. And then one day you probably are going to hire. And sometimes hiring can be magic or it can be a mistake. And I'll give you an example of magic. One of my favorite employees of all time, I have no longer have employees, so I can say that now. I was super proud when she was so excited and showed me, took me out to the parking lot one day to show me the car that she had upgraded. She had been working so hard and finally had earned enough money to get a better car for herself. And for that, that was a magic moment. I was super proud of her. And I also felt very proud of myself for providing an opportunity for her to showcase her talents and her skills and work as hard as she did to provide something like that for herself. So I'm super passionate about this. And I when a lot of times it's hard, it's hard to find connections. Sometimes the other thing about being a small business owner is you feel lonely. Not everybody understands you. Sometimes people think we're just, we're kind of generally, again, like outliers in our life and stuff. Like, why would you do that? So I read this and you may have heard me talk about this before, but it's in general, it's called the man in the arena. But it's actually a speech, part of a speech that Teddy Roosevelt did back in 1910. And the name of the speech is Citizenship in a Republic. And here's my takeaway. So forgive me if you're like a historian or like a Teddy Roosevelt like expert, like super forgive me on this because these are just my takeaways and reminders to myself. But I do read this from time to time. I have this saved and I like to go back and read it when I'm really kind of feeling like frustrated or is it all worth it or what on earth am I doing or why am I doing this? Why did I ever sign up for this? I like to read the man in the arena. And sometimes it's also known as it's not the critic who counts. But my takeaways are this. So the man in the arena, and this is used a lot of times in sports or again, small business, um, and a lot of things where you really have to challenge yourself. But this is how I think of this in my head. And I think of like almost like a boxing arena or a boxing ring. And you have prepared, you've done everything, you're sweaty, you're nervous, and you step inside the ring for the fight of your life. And that fight can be anything, my friends, anything. And you step inside anything that challenges you, where you feel like you want to make a difference or something that's meaningful, you step inside this ring and you are well aware of the audience that is watching you. 
friend or foe, you know they're all watching you. And what is on display is everything about you, your strengths as well as your weaknesses. And every all eyes are on you, or at least you feel like all eyes are on you. But again, you step inside that ring to do something meaningful. And then you begin, you begin the good fight. And sometimes you misstep, and sometimes you fall, and sometimes you have these victorious moments, and then sometimes you completely fall down. And it is important to remember that you keep getting back up, that you don't stop, that you don't give up, because this is a process. This is a process for whatever it is that you stepped into the ring to do, to grow stronger, to get better, and to grow. Now, let me talk about growth for just a quick second, because I think a lot of times when people think about growth, it's automatically like, oh, that means you have lots of money, or that you have success, and the success looks like this. It means that you have this big company that you've turned to a corporation, like you, you know, like you won on Shark Tank, or you, you know, have a million followers. Let me tell you about growth. Okay, first and foremost, using the example of One Organized Mama, one of the most proud things that I have ever freaking done in my life. And I thought that in the growth process, that meant I had to expand. I mean, I started this professional organizing business in a large American city and it grew. And I was one of the top, if not the top, um, organizing business in our city. And yes, I know. What does that mean? Probably means (laughs) I have a ton, but I had uh, quite a bit of competition And so, um, but anyway, something that I was super proud of and I should be proud of, but I thought that meant I had to grow that I thought that meant I had to expand and that I had to have like a team of people. And I did that. And that, like I said earlier, sometimes it can be magic or mistake. And I was so super grateful for those magic moments because I made a lot of great connections and a lot of wonderful things my team and I did. And I was super, super proud of them because they're a phenomenal, phenomenal group of women and men that worked for me. But I learned that is not where my growth was for being a small business owner. I had an unease. I felt like something was different. Something was completely off when I started to expand. And so I had to make the very difficult decision to actually cut back and realize that for me, growth did not mean grow the professional organizing company locally. It meant take my skill set, everything that I've learned, all of my experience and grow to teach a wider audience. And that's what it meant. It meant to grow this podcast, get on, put myself back in a different ring, in a different arena, and to put myself out there. And again, fall, misstep, have victorious moments, step and repeat over and over. And that is exactly what I've done. So don't let someone else's idea of what growth means to you. Sometimes, and I will tell you all of the time, actually, it takes some uh, inter introspection. Um, you really have to sit down. You really kind of figure out like something is off here when you have that moment and you're like, something is off. I need to make a change. 
And a lot of times that change is pointing you in a direction of growth. So get out there again. It means you might have to kind of get out of your comfort zone again and to start and strike out and do something new. But that's definitely what growth means to me. So what does this have to do with folding rich people's underwear, you might ask. You're like, all right, Janelle, you said keep listening. We've kept listening. So that was a little bit of a cheeky response. Something that I actually really did say. Um, at the height of my business, I reached out to, because I didn't know what on earth I was doing um, when I started to grow. I knew definitely how to <clears throat> be a professional organizer and organize homes, but growing a business was something completely different. So what I did is I reached out to small to the small business administration here locally, and they had an arm, a volunteer arm of the organization <clears throat> called SCORE. So I'd reached out and said, I need help. So they connected me with the mentor, which I'm super grateful for. And you only had so many hours or something with the, the mentor, but basically the mentor was someone who had been in business, all different types of business, all different walks of life. And what they did as volunteers was connected with people that were new in the business world or needed some mentoring or help and kind of gave advice and guidance. And it was a really, really great experience. But it was also a really tough one because you have to bring everything. And imagine you bring in like your financials and you're bringing <laughs> your marketing and you're bringing your stories and you're bringing everything to the table for someone to kind of nitpick apart. It was very humbling. And so I did this. And part of the process of having um, a, a business and like letting people know, especially with marketing, they, they I put in quotation marks because it, it's kind of a generic term, but have an elevator pitch. And so um, and so I was like, what it was... It's a professional organizer. But in reality, a lot of people don't really quite know what that means. So I had to kind of like, he's like, you know, really kind of hone in on it. Like, what is it that you do? I didn't know. I organize people's homes. Again, people don't really realize that. So during the time of me getting this um, mentoring, I was working, my team and I were working with this like next level fancy clients. And I say next level because this was like the fancy client. Like we have rules. Like we know when we work in someone's home, we use a guest bathroom. Like we don't use like a bathroom attached to a bedroom. We know that like we're, you know, the hired help in the home. And so, you know, we would like keep a low profile if other people were over. Like I wasn't acting like I was someone's best friend or something. So those rules were definitely enforced with this client. And it was definitely a client that was very affluent. And so as we were sitting in the client's closet um, one evening with my team, I was like, oh, I have to come up with this elevator pitch. And I was like, I know. I fold rich people's underwear for a living. And so we kind of laughed and joked about it. And I was like, that's what my elevator pitch is. I fold rich people's underwear for a living. And you know what? It kind of worked. It kind of stuck. And um, kind of got to the point of what we do, because at the moment I was folding rich people's underwear. So that being said, I wanted to bring up something that has kind of stuck in my head for a while now. And it was a comment that someone super famous made about um, 
I, about someone cleaning their toilets in their home and the critics just really came out and it was kind of a weird response from the critics because I was kind of like, why is everyone criticizing this? Because as a professional organizer, like I work hand in hand when I was on the job and especially in client homes, um, obviously, you know, the people that are working for generally could afford to have people come in their home. So generally we worked hand in hand in collaboration with people who also clean the home. And we were like a team, like every job I worked on with this, like they were happy to see us. I was happy to see them. We worked in collaboration to work in our client's home. So I was sort of like, why is, what's the big deal about this whole controversy? And it really made me think about my fellow um, small business owners that have cleaning companies too and stuff. I, a lot of, in fact, professional organizers um, expand into professional organizing after having a home cleaning service. It's actually not very, or it's actually very common for this to happen. <clears throat> so again, I was like, why is there so much controversy about this? I, I just totally don't understand. And I just think it's kind of the nature of the backwardness of, of our world now. But if someone, I kind of thought about it. I was like, if one of my next level fancy clients had been like, da, 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 the lady that comes in and folds my underwear, I would have been like, awesome. Because to me, that is an endorsement. That is a testimonial. That is a rave review. And that is validation for what I do. And so I just want all of my small business owners out there, because sometimes, again, for a lot of weird reasons, people have a lot of opinions about what you do. So for those of you out there that are in my boat, I just want you to be, feel super proud of that. And I often wondered, what if they had, you know, instead of like making this a big deal on social media and going on the internet was like everywhere for a while. Why not ask this person? Like, I, I mean, there's no shame in this, is there? And that is something that I want my small fellow small business owners to take away, especially when you're in a service type industry. I never want anyone to shame the work that you do. And yes, there'll be a lot of people that will try to do that. But I want you to understand and be very super proud that you have a skill set that makes someone else's life much easier. And let's take a, a second. Let me address these critics here for a while because my goodness, they're everywhere. And I want you to realize that when it comes to that arena, when it comes to that ring, when you step inside of it, you're going to have your fans. You're going to have your fans in the audience, and those are the people that are going to encourage you. But you're also going to have the not fans, <laughs> the foes, I guess you call them. And in the speech, in Teddy Roosevelt's great speech, he calls those critics cold and timid souls that know neither victory nor defeat. These are oftentimes the people that never had the guts to do what you are doing. And I don't care what it is that you're doing. They never had the guts to step outside, to step into the ring, to do something meaningful, to do something that you felt compelled to do. And so I want you to keep that into perspective. Because often those who can't will criticize. 
And to my fellow people out there again that are working in client homes, there ain't no shame in that whatsoever. I don't care who you are, what you come from, be super, super proud of the work that you do because there's not a lot of us out there doing that. Let me tell you that. So let me look through my notes. Oh, and on a separate note, if you like another reason this like totally blew my mind is because of this. I'm a time management coach. I teach that you should look for opportunities to save your time. I don't want people spending a lot of time doing all different types of things. And it's like the bag of carrots. If you've ever seen this, it's it's gone on gone through social media. Have you ever heard of the bag of carrots? Imagine that you work a job that's not a typical nine to five job. So you have to get dinner on the table in time to run out and go meet a client, you know, after after you feed your family. So you realize as you're preparing dinner that you need carrots, like your family, you're a big fan of, you know, it's the only vegetable maybe that you can get your, your kids to eat or whatever. And you need some carrots for dinner. So you have a few minutes and you run to the grocery store to pick up a bag of carrots, but you only see two types of carrots because we all see this in our grocery stores now. You have the bag that's already cut and peeled for you, which costs a little bit more money. Or you have the bag of carrots that you need to cut and peel yourself. When you're on a time crunch and you have other stuff, you have other time buckets in your life that need to be addressed still, which bag are you going to take? We all find ourselves in those moments where we grab the bag of carrots that might cost more because we're making a decision of time versus money. And so that's okay. Again, I don't want anyone shaming you for grabbing the bag of carrots that cost more money and telling you like, what, you can peel some carrots for your kids? Screw them. Pick the bag that saves you the time that you can get home, throw them in the oven or whatever, throw them in a pot on the stove, cook them, add them to the salad, whatever, so that you can go on to the next bucket in your life because you are not just a one-dimensional person. You have a lot of different areas. You have a lot of different things pulling at you for your time. So if you have learned to go ahead and trade your money to save you a little bit of time, congratulations. I mean, that is freaking awesome. And I'm super proud of you for making that decision. And I hope you're spending the time doing things that matter to you the most with the people that you love the most. So I applaud you. All right. As I bring this to an end, I want you to know this. This is what I'm going to be doing um, for the next few podcast episodes. I'm going to be focusing on my small business owners. So I've actually been doing this, been putting content together for um, quite some time. I'm so excited about it. Like I said, I love talking to small business owners. I love hearing all the new ideas. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have thought of that, you know? And I love watching people just bloom and blossom into these fantastic ideas. It is truly the backbone of our society are these small business owners. And man, do you guys get beat up. Man, is it really tough out there. I get it. So I want to do a series just for you. And this is not just based on uh, professional organizers. 
Y'all know I love my fellow professional organizers out there. So this is actually more kind of generalized um, topics that we're going to be covering in the next few episodes. So I'm going to be giving you some tips on organizing your business. Just again, very general tips. Again, I'm definitely using the time bucket system that I teach in my time management course. And I'm going to be incorporating that just to give you some ideas on how um, I want you to think about your life as a whole, because that is one of the things that does happen. Like Samantha and I were talking about on the previous episode, (laughs) we as professional organizers will go and we'll spend like eight hours organizing someone's house and come home mentally and physically drained and exhausted. And then we look at the 12, 12 baskets full of clothes that we have to fold when we get to our own home. So... Um, that's something that I definitely want you to consider because that does happen. Again, you have a limited amount of time on this earth and a limited amount of time in the day. And I want you just to kind of take a bird's eye view. And I want you to take a look at your time as a small business owner and give you some tips on how to organize it. I also want to give you some tips on overcoming challenges. Because again, just like the sweet lady in the salad restaurant that I met and stuff, there are are so many different challenges that we all face. Like I said, we, I mean, again, those who can't criticize and those who can't criticize love to do reviews, don't they? And so nothing we can do to stop them. And all we can do is I'll give you some tips on just kind of you know, how to overcome some of these challenges. Um, Definitely, you know, when people, for instance, one of the things that is a challenge, it's hard when you don't get support from friends or family. Um, When people like to say you're little, like, oh, I listened to your little podcast the other day. Oh, I saw your little business on Facebook the other day. You know, just those little things that... um, you know, kind of like we struggle with as small business owners because a lot of times, like I said, our hearts, we want to help. We want to do something good. We want to do something meaningful. Our hearts are in the right place. And just people like to take advantage of that sometimes. But also, again, like I said, just general challenges that we all face when we're in small business. Also, I want to do an episode on just some general marketing tips. Now that I have two different businesses, I do real estate and I also do um, the One Organized Mama stuff that I do. I want people, for instance, to have an understanding because, again, there's this misunderstanding out there that like you have to have like tens of thousands of followers in order to be successful. Like, Unless you have this huge following on social media, like no one's going to... Um, listen to you or hire you or you're just going to be a failure. And I'm here to tell you, go over, take a look. I have like barely 1,200 followers on Instagram. And this is after I'm going on my 10th year for One Organized Mama. 10th year. And I don't even, I, I don't even have 1,300 followers yet. And I was still able to grow a huge business here locally and not to mention a grow a pretty successful podcast. I'm almost up to have creeped up to almost 30,000 downloads so far with less than 1300 followers over the years. So 
all of those. So you, you see those people out there, they have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers. That does not equate to success. And so I just want to kind of talk about some of those things. But also, did you guys not love Samantha? Oh, just love her. Adore that girl. She has helped me through so much. But she and I um, were talking and we definitely, definitely want to introduce you guys to some ideas about when you are a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I've seen that out there. If you guys, there's someone that talks about this. I love and adore Angie Lee. Um, If you go on Instagram, just look at Angie Lee. She talks about this a lot and she, love the girl. She's hilarious. She is just spot on with a lot of her content. I just absolutely adore her. And she talks a lot about this, about like, when you don't just want to do one thing and how do you transition and go out there. And I'm going to be talking about that as well. And we'll probably do an episode with Samantha as far as that, because sometimes you have more than one passion and you want to run more than one business. We, I feel yeah, I totally feel yeah on that. And I'm super grateful for the two different businesses that I have. So we'll do probably an episode on that. But I wanted to end this with this. First and foremost, let's talk about when you guys reach out to me. Okay, I'm getting better. I promise you I'm getting better. 2021, I was terrible at responding to DMs and emails. I know I was. Guys, give me one more shot because in 2022, I've realized I have to I, I have to have a system in place. So I'm I'm working on that system. It may not be an immediate response that you get from me or my team. And in fact, to be quite honest, DMs and emails are going to be answered by um, someone else other than me. And it's going to be just kind of giving you some um, direction and guidance on where you can get more information. Now, I am still doing the one-on-one coaching. I decided to continue to do that because you've heard. I, I've had some amazing people that I've coached. Um, Leighton from Virginia, um, Samantha, uh a lot of really wonderful connections that I've made with the coaching. So I am definitely available if you guys have one-on-one coaching, um, or excuse me, one of ideas for me to answer through one-on-one coaching. Just send me an email, oneorganizedmom at gmail.com, and they will get you scheduled up to do a one-on-one session with me. We can do it on the phone. We don't have to do Zoom. In fact, I don't even like to do Zoom. In fact... I think one of the coaching sessions I did with Leighton, like I just finished a hike with my kids and I was like sweaty and I had to be like, oh, no makeup on, no hair done. And so I'd be like, sorry, I totally didn't give myself enough time to like shower and get my hair done before the coaching session. So we can do it via phone. That's no problem whatsoever. But definitely if you have questions, especially if you're a small business owner, I would love to to see what you guys have to say. If you have questions about time management, organization, um, when it comes to small business, shoot them over on oneorganizedmama at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram. Maybe you'll eventually be my 1,300 or 1,300th follower and you can DM me. And again, I do have someone that's helping me keep up with those messages and you will get a response, but we're definitely keeping an eye on it. And I would definitely love to hear what you guys have, like what your challenges are as a small business owner 
in addition to anything else having to do with organization and time management. So reach out to me. Give me another chance. I'm sorry if I haven't been awesome or we haven't been awesome. It's weird when you tell people reach out to me and then people start to. It kind of is, it's a weird feeling and it gets a little overwhelming. But super grateful for every single one of you who listens to this podcast. Um, Go easy on my friends out there in the small business community. Right now, we are in a worker shortage, if y'all haven't noticed, and that's like across the country. So when you go and you hire somebody and or it takes them a while to get to you, or you go into a restaurant, go easy on these folks. Remember, they were probably there before the sun rose, and they're going to be there once you're snug as a bug in a rug in your bed. They're probably still going to be working on that business to provide that service or that product for you. So go easy on them, man. Tell them good job. Give them a thumbs up. Do a good review. Stop being such a nitpicky on those review sites. Give us all a freaking break. Say something positive. That makes you feel better as a person anywhere. Pay it forward a little bit. All right. I mean, doesn't everybody want some positive affirmation with the work that they do? So do my fellow small business owners. So go out there and tell somebody that they have done a, a, a good job and that you thank them for the sacrifice that they've made to make that business possible. Okay, rant over. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the One Organized Mama podcast. Again, shoot me your questions and I will compile them and try to get all of the answers for you over the next few episodes. So be safe and be healthy out there. And until next time, thank you so much for listening.